0: Jesus commands to show love to those who are most in need. Love echoes similar commands throughout the Old Testament. It's obvious that God's heart is especially tuned to the needs of the poor. The question for us is this. As we think of the least of these in the 21st century, how can, how can they live out Jesus' commandment to show love to them? How can we really truly show that commandment? That we are to love one another. That we are to love those who are less fortunate. The Bible talks about that it's easy for a man to invite someone to to do something with him who we know in return will be easily to help us out more. In one way, it's easy to say, well, you know what, if I invite a rich person to my house, it's easy for me to say, hey, you know what, they will in return take me out to maybe a better place and hopefully, you know, it'll be a better thing. But Jesus is very, very clear here to tell us that, look, we need to think of those who are less fortunate than us. You know, we were cracking a joke earlier tonight um, with some of the guys, and, you know, we were talking about the new, you know, like Kyrie Urban and things like that, and, how, and how, you get, how you get into the stage of life, not trying to diss, but how you get in the stage of life where it doesn't matter really what type of shoes you have on. Once they're decent, you know, once they, you know, cover your feet, but... We remember that stage when it was all about the new pair of the shoes. Today, I don't know how much shoes even cost. I know back in my day, 150 was like the highest you'd pay for Jordans and South Jordans. Back in the day, the Jays, it's, what are Jordans now, $210 or so around it? Huh? More than that? Well, as you can tell, I don't buy them anymore and I probably never will. And I think I could say never on that because, yeah, I would be burning a lot of my paycheck on one pair of shoes when I got three mouths to feed. That wouldn't be a good thing to do. But tonight we want to look at Matthew chapter 25. And I want to just say that this is a context of what is called the final judgment. But I think for us, as we think of our lives today, we can apply this to our lives because we need to understand there are many around us who are less fortunate than us. You know, if you're here tonight, you know, as you cover food on your table, you're one of the richest people in the whole world. You know, we sometimes look at ourselves and we think we're poor because we can't afford what other people can afford. But just if we have a dollar, we're some of the richest people. And this is what it said in Matthew 25, 31 to 35. It says, when the Son of Man comes in His glory, and this is, like I said, it's talking about the final judgment, when Jesus comes back in His final glory after tribulation, The angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him he will gather all the nations, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd says, separate the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right. Anyone know what the right hand means? What does right mean? Anyone know what right means? I know, yeah, that's my right hand. No. What does it mean to say you're sitting on someone's right hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means you're important. You're important if you're sitting on the, left, the right-hand side. Now, just if, I'm left-handed, so you know, i, I got to watch out what I say here. But anyway, it goes on and says this. Another shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. And the king will say to those on his right, "'Come, who you are, blessed be by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared repaired for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty.' You gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. Again, as we think of Matthew 25, like I said, this is part of the final judgment. And and we know that this is the last chance for people. As we see in verses 31-34, what two animals does he use to illustrate this? What does he illustrate? What? Sheep and goat. Now, some people believe that the reason he chose sheep and goat it's because they look very similar. Anyone ever mistaken a sheep for a goat, or a goat for a sheep? Any other? Anyone? Anyone ever been down the road? People think that some people think that that is why he chose them because it's just like us in this this world, where me and you can sometimes look the part of a Christian. We can look like we you know are a follower of Christ, but we truly aren't. We're very close to it. You know, we come to church, we do the right things, um, we read our Bible, we come and we raise our hands and we worship God, we can do all these things, but yet we can be far from God. We can have no relationship with Him. As I think of this, I think like again, we have this so much in our churches today, where a lot of people come to church and they think that because I come to church, I'm a born again believer. And that is so far from the truth. You know, there's a verse in Matthew that, that wakes me up every time I even hear it. And there's a verse that talks about how, you know, on a certain mount, Jesus said, look, there are many people who will come before me and say, Jesus, I preached in your name. I healed in your name. I did all these things in your name. And Jesus will tell them and say, look at this. Depart from me. I never knew you. It's a scary thought, eh? The thing that these people... They were doing the right thing. They thought they were, but they were doing it for self-glory. They were doing it for themselves. They weren't really a genuine follower of Christ. And you see, we can go through the motions so much in the Christian life. You know, I know what that's like. Growing up, I came to church. I knew how to fool everybody in church. Because I, was, I, I knew the right answers. I was smart. I, I could tell you all the Bible answers. But yes, so my heart was far from the Lord. And if Christ would have came back then... I would have probably spent eternity away from him because I wasn't living the life that Christ wanted me to live. Again, we look at at verses 37 to 40. As we think of 36, it says, I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? Why do you think people in this passage seem to be surprised? Why didn't they be surprised when they hear all of this? Why didn't they surprised that Jesus is saying these words? Anyone? Anyone want to give a guess? Why do you think that they were saying these things and why were they, why were they surprised by Jesus saying these words? They probably won't. They weren't going to do it? Okay. Anyone else? They never saw him in those conditions. They never saw Jesus hungry. They never saw him naked. They never saw him thirsty. So they didn't understand really what he was saying here. They didn't understand the whole conduct. They didn't understand what Jesus was trying to tell them. But Jesus answers them very quickly and tells them this. And when did you see me sick in prison with you? And the king answered them, Truly I say to you, as you did it for one of the least of these brothers, you did it for me. You know, we live in a country right now where there's a lot of people hurting. There's a lot of people who can't put food on their tables. There's a lot of people who are on the side of the street begging. And I know what some of us are saying. Well, some of them could go and work and they could do, you know, all these different things. And I would totally agree with you. But when I think of this passage and I think of this verse, this is a verse that I try to do my best by living by. I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm a person, if I see someone on the side of the road, I'm not giving them money. I, I, would, do, I would spend more money and go, go down the road and buy them food than to give them a dollar because I don't know where that dollar's going. And this is not to pat myself in the back, but this is just how I feel. I feel like I am trying, and I try to do my best to live by this, because I'm trying to do for the least of these, trying to do for things, people, you know, give me an illustration. Chance and I were one day down in Super Valley on Mackie Street. These two guys came, and two little boys, and they asked, um, we need some food. I said, all right. I said, look at this. I'll go down to Wendy's and I'll bring you all two combos. Y'all wait right here. But I just came with the food, so I just didn't feel like going there. So I went down to Wendy's, got the two, you know, combos for them. When I came back, they were gone. They weren't there. So I thought to myself, well, what am I going to do with this food? You know, I I wasn't going to eat it. I wasn't that hungry, right? So we just actually came from lunch. I think we actually had Wendy's in the car already for, from lunch. That was the second trip I was making. But here, here's what happened. I went to, on my way home, I went to Texaco. Um, Texaco gas station right there on East Bay Street. And I had the guy, you know, pump my gas. And I said, you know, I said, sir, you hungry? What do you have for lunch today? He said, nothing. And we were able to give him both those combos. Instead of giving him a dollar tip, I was able to give him food. And you could see the look on his face and how thankful he was. And I think for us, we get so caught up in the, so much things that we get that we aren't even thankful for the little things. You know, we're not thankful for what people give us in that way. Because we, we, we got bigger. We got better. And I'm going to tell you right now, I, uh, I have a hard time with this too. If you were in Sunday school on Sunday, we talked about being content. Um, I find myself in times when I'm not content, where I want more. You know, because I feel like, you know what? I'm doing the work of the Lord. These fellas over here are doing whatever they want to do, and they live in their lodge. And I hear living it scraping by. And it's hard. But I got to understand who I'm living for. What's my great reward? This is what, and this is what Jesus was trying to tell them. That look, this is what's important. You never saw me in a state, so this is what you do. You try to treat those and you try to show the love to the least of these. These people who don't have it all. These people who can't afford it. These people who don't have clothes on their back. These people who are thirsty, who are hungry. You know, sometimes even in church today, if someone comes to church and I know we've had some... People who we would consider, you know, we would call them. Some people would call them bums, and we would probably look down on them as they come in church, and we would say, "Boy, you know." And some of them, I would say that they probably shouldn't be there because they're a little drunk, so they shouldn't be in there. But there have been some legitimate people that have been welcomed to church. Um, you know, for me and you know, we we've invited a guy to our church before. Um, he's on the side of the road, and I could guarantee you when he came in church that day. People stared at him. They looked at him because you know why? They said, Ain't us the fellow who's be on Shirley Street begging? You know, instead of people being thankful and saying, Oh, he's in church. You know, we as Christians, we look down on these people. We look down on people because they don't have the clothes that we want them to have. That's what Jesus is making very clear. You help those in need. Then he continued in verse 41, Then he will say to those who sit on his left, Depart from me, you cursed into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Verse 42, For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Like again, I said, this is the future. But how many of us could really look at this and say, this is what's happening now? We see this happen in our churches today. We're not willing to welcome people in. Because you know what happens? We're in our own little cliques. It's just like in, in our youth group. It don't even go to just adults. It goes to your age as well. Sometimes we think, boy, I ain't talking to her. You see how I dress and how she dress? Mm. Cool. Oh, you see I, oh, you see, hey, you see them shoes that by got on, they waters waters in, you know? We we not want to be with them. Hey, you know, this is the thing. Because we think that, you know what? Everyone has it all. But look what Jesus says to these people. And this is the final judgment. This is what's going to happen. He tells them, you, had no, you wanted nothing to do with me. Verse 44 says, and they also will answer, saying, Lord... When did we see you hungry, thirsty, or stranger, or naked, or sick in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, truly, truly, I say to you, as you did not do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it for me. And these will go into eternal punishment for the righteous, into eternal life. So we have the contrast there, the sheep over here, they've done everything right, they've done all they can to help those in need. And then we have the goats. The goats are over here. They haven't done anything. They've just been concerned about themselves. They looked the part. But yet they haven't helped anyone. And he says, look, I don't know you. One gets eternal life. One gets eternity separated from God in hell. So I ask you tonight, where are you? Are you considered one of Christ's sheep? Or are you a goat? Do you look like a Christian, go through the motions, but yet your heart is far from God? Or are you in tune with God and know what God, does, what God wants you to do? I think too many of us, we're only concerned about ourselves. We gonna really care about ourselves, And we could care less about other people around us. And this happens in our country today. Because, you know, we could say, I go to private school, you go to government school. You know, it's all sort of different things we, we use. But guess what? Notice at the beginning it said, this is all nations. Gentiles, Jews. This is all of all the people. And God is not just going to look at whether you went to a private school or a government school. He's looking at your heart. What have you done for me lately? Have you helped me when I was hungry? Have you helped me when I was thirsty? Have you helped me when I was in prison? The one day tell was so how the Lord just works in mysterious ways. Today at three o'clock, this guy came to the church and he was looking for Pastor Elliot and Pastor Elliot was in here. So he said, well, can I talk to you? I said, yeah, sure. So I'm there talking to this guy and he shows me his card. He says, I want to show you something. It's like, okay, Her Majesty's prison, literally. I just came out of prison. I need some I need some prescription drugs, you know, I've been, you know, messed up. I thought to myself, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Because I could I could have just said to myself, boss, I really ain't got no time for you today. You know, I I don't have you know, he sat there for an hour, we just were talking and so I I you know I don't have time today's youth group, I need to get things ready. But I thought to myself, What is the last time this guy can hear the gospel? I wasn't able to help him financially because I was going over there to help him get his prescription, but Will Marx is actually closed right now, the renovation. And like I said, I don't give people money, but I was able to talk with him and just pray with him. And I just hope that, you know, for all of us, that we would truly be genuinely in our love to each other. That if people came through this door, from wherever they came, that we would be a youth group that shows love to them, that we would show compassion, that we'd be ready to help them. Just a couple of questions I want to ask you. How concerned are you with the needs of those around you? Are you truly a good representation of Christ to the poor and needy? Why is it important to minister to the poor and needy? And how can you help someone in need today? What can you do? I could guarantee you, and my wife and I and you know, I, I'm gonna stand in the front of you right now and say, I'm probably a hypocrite with this right now. So I'll be honest with you. All of us in here probably have extra clothes that we could give away to someone in need. I probably have like half a closet, she'll probably tell you. But really, how many of you have extra clothes? How many of y'all have extra clothes y'all don't wear no more? All right? Now, don't bring no dirty, holy jockey now, right? Real, real glory. All right? All right? Because listen, hold on, listen, listen. Listen, hold on. I want to be real with you because, listen. That's a joke, right? But guess what? Some of us, if you're like me, I'm a hoarder. I like to hold on to things. But if that shirt got a hole in that easy to give away. But what about giving them new shirt that has still has the tags on it? You know? You see, it's easy to give away the things we don't want. But what about giving things that we truly want because if we truly want it, then somebody else will truly want it. Now, in closing, let me just say this. Don't go home and tell your parents that Pastor Nicholas said, I need to give away all my clothes, all of the tags, <laughs> because guess What? My credit card, ain't got much money on it, and I ain't got enough money to buy y'all clothes, so y'all don't even try that when you go home. But, but, just think of how you can help somebody, all right? A simple thing, I, I know of, of churches in the States and other places, excuse me, that do water. They give away water on the streets. They have a verse on it, and they just give them all water. You know, those are things that we could do for the least of these. Help them out. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day that you again have made. And Father, we can rejoice and be glad. And I pray that you would continue to be honored in all that we do. Father, I pray that we would truly um, follow out to you, that we would look for opportunities to share you, opportunities to represent you um, in a way that's pleasing to you. And Father, we would recognize that wherever we go, if we call ourselves believers, we are a representation of you. Either a good representation or not father i pray that we would be um that we would be people that be an example to bring others to you and not to push people away from you and we just thank you we praise you for all you've done in jesus name amen